Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, March 21st. Let's jump into today's top stories. SWAC Commissioner Charles McClellan says the league has a long way to go to becoming a two-bid league for the NCAA men's basketball and women's basketball tournaments. He states, a lot of it has to do with the schedule. We're not going to get there playing 8, 9, 10, 11 game guarantees. We're certainly not, unless you go out and win those games. It's mathematically impossible for you to go on the road for 11 games in a row and think that you're gonna win 8 or 9 of those games. Everybody doesn't have 11 or 12 game guarantees. Everybody's not in the same position. But in order for those 5 or 6 schools to be able to get to where they need to be, the other 5 or 6 schools are going to have to bring their part of it because you can't enter into conference play with a net ranking, a Ken Palm ranking, all of these rankings being in the low 100. So even the 90s, 80s, and 70s and then start playing conference schools, and the net rating skyrockets. So the bottom 6 are going to have to make sure that they carry their weight to be able to bring up the top 6, in order for us to get out of being just an AQ conference. NC State will discontinue its rifle program at the end of this season. Wolfpack AD Boo Corrigan said, Being able to provide a top-level Division I experience for our student-athletes is our first priority, and it is no longer feasible to do this for our rifle program. The department will honor the scholarships of the impacted student-athletes. Also, NC State will install a Dactronics HDR-capable video board at Carter-Finley Stadium. That will total more than 7,100 square feet and feature more than 6.6 million pixels. The new addition to the north end zone will measure 43 feet high by 166 feet wide. In addition to the video display, NC State will also receive a digital content package that will be produced and delivered by Dactronics Creative Services. Georgetown has received a $4.8 million challenge gift through the Georgetown Baseball Campaign from an unnamed donor, to support baseball coaching, scholarship and facilities. The challenge gift provides an incentive for other supporters, to donate to the campaign by collectively raising an additional $5.1 million. Hoyas A.D. Lee Reed said, Scholarships are such an important part of building a winning culture within a program, and this will allow us to continue to grow Georgetown baseball, moving into the upper echelons within the national baseball landscape. UMass has received a $2 million gift from cross-country and track and field alumni John Legere, Glenn Lyle, Mike Morris, Lou Panaxione, Michael Quinn, Matt Wolf, and Tom Wolf to support the Indoor Performance Center project. The renovated two-level facility will include a grand lobby and entrance area, a lower practice level that will be covered with a track-specific surface and space for jumping and throwing events, along with a sprint straightaway. The second level will feature a practice track along with space for non-impact training. Viewership of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament on ESPN is up 27% year-over-year, with an average of 257,000 viewers per game led by Tennessee's matchup against St. Louis which drew 639,000. Connecticut's contest with Vermont was just slightly below at 636,000 viewers. ESPN also reports a record 875 million minutes were consumed. Meanwhile, the NCAA men's basketball tournament viewership is down 1% overall from last year across all broadcasters, per sports business journal's Austin Karp, who notes, Games are now averaging 9.04 million viewers through the second round this past Sunday, down from 9.12 million last year. However, this year remains up big, plus 11%, from two years ago and flat compared to 2019. Carp also notes that after a record-setting first round, second round numbers on Saturday and Sunday were slightly lower versus 2022. 
The four networks averaged 9.9 .9 million viewers, down 1% from 10.01 million last year. The 2023 second round was up 14% versus 2021 and down 2% from 2019. Anthony Travel's founder and executive vice president says his company fielded interest from multiple teams about participating in the Aer Lingus College Football Classic in Dublin. Specifically, John Anthony explains, this year's game when Nebraska and Northwestern were playing was really an inflection point. During the game, I received texts from an SEC head coach, an SEC athletic director, two commissioners, and untold others while they were watching the game. Again, how often on a Saturday during the fall are you sitting around watching a game? That's another value of week zero. Everybody watching the game and seeing the atmosphere that was alluded to here. Our interest is extremely high. This month we'll be signing contracts for our 2027 game. However, Anthony explains that he and Aer Lingus organizers wanted to bring Florida State not only for its brand, but also based on the relationship Seminoles head coach Mike Norvell and AD Michael Alford built with game organizers. Anthony said, there were a lot of people reaching out, we had a couple that I was slow playing the best we could. We wanted Florida State, so that's how this happened. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, March 21st. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.